KBLA Talk 1580 UUU Call me right now 800-920-1580 800-920-1580 I know everybody's talking about Cat Williams I almost feel like I shouldn't talk about it Because I spent three and a half years as a sidekick On the Steve Harvey Morning Show And I saw a lot of things <laughs> I could have my own Cat Williams video But I won't um, Anyway um, I didn't see the whole thing. That thing is long. It's like it's like longer than a movie. But um, I did see some of it. And the uh, man said a lot of things about a lot of people. The, I will defend Cedric the Entertainer. I don't know if he stole the joke or he didn't steal the joke. And, and, I, and it sounds like Cat um, has receipts. Because if he has himself on tape telling the joke before Cedric told the joke, then it's not even a, a debate. But I haven't seen either one of them telling the joke, but, um, I don't think, but I, you know, I have, I did meet Cedric a lot of times on the Steve Harvey morning show. He was always kind. He was always, um, very down to earth more than most celebrities. Um, he was real, real, you know, he, yes, he was, he was close friends with Steve. Um, he was the closest, I would say of all the Kings of comedy to Steve. And, I just really liked Seth. I always liked him. Um, and he does a lot of work, like w- what I'll call um, community work, uh, progressive work, behind the scenes, supporting, uh, you know, organizations that fight anti-blackness. He does. I've seen it with my own eyes. He asked me to come to his house one time and uh, moderate a discussion among a whole bunch of celebrities who showed up to talk about how we can end police violence against black people. And, and a lot of those celebrities followed Cedric's lead and put their money where their mouth is. Okay. So I don't, you know, I don't know all the details, what Kat was saying, but I I will say that, um, the characters, and then, you know, of course, Cedric claps back and he's like, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't want to paraphrase, but one thing he said was like, if you're going to talk about beating me up, come say it to my face. I love Cat Williams. I don't know him. He was on uh, Tavis Smiley's show, and it was a great conversation. You can find it, and you can find any of my shows that you miss wherever you get your podcasts or get them on the KBLA app, which is free. The podcasts are always free. Um, I don't know him. He seems like a brilliant man, but he's got everybody talking today and yesterday. Kwamel from Gardena, good morning. Kwamel? Happy New Year. (laughs) Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad about two days ago. I could I could have won the first caller of, of 2024 had I known. <laughs> Go ahead and call. See, see, see. So Deb just like swoops that from up under me. I'm like, oh, see, that's not that's not right. That's not right. But you know, just kind of like to wait until I have things to talk about. Now, got it also sucked. I couldn't get through uh, two weeks ago. I don't know that that weird phone thing that kind of kicks you off and says goodbye and doesn't doesn't let it get through. Oh uh, yeah, phone. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, no, it just it just randomly happens from time to time. It was like it was happening like on Danny Morris's show way back in year one. You know, I would call. I was like, okay, it's just, you know, back when it was midday. It's probably the man. Yeah, just I'm just saying, it's out. probably the man. <laughs> you know, conspiracy. Well, we all like a good conspiracy theory. You yeah, know I mean? it's probably a conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, um, so I was catching uh, some of what you and Jazz were talking about last hour, um, and thinking about. Remember that um, 
that whole thing at Gommel Mall a few a few uh, like about a week uh, a few days or so back. Uh, yes. Where it's like a billion and one billion and one cops pulled up, and we know uh, Torrance police got their uh, reputation. Still don't know what the heck happened. Um, well, I don't remember what what they said happened. But they said teenagers were wilding out at the mo- the mall, right? I think that's what they said. They said the teenagers were wilding out at the mall. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was supposed to be like some sort of social media, like flash you know, mob like, or something. Trying to, trying to, trying to, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. But it, it was the optics of a bunch of young young brothers in hoodies, and it was just like, oh god, you know. Uh, I, I, so I kind of and see where heads come from, like, okay, why does it always have to be us in the damn optics, regardless of of if this stuff is happening, I'm sick of us being the optics of it. I'm sick of our I'm sick of our sons being the optics of it because it makes it look like we're just we're just running around like a bunch of um you know, like like a bunch of wolves. And 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 that should not be the case. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, the these kind of crimes are more likely to happen happen where people are poor. We are more likely to be poor. That's one thing. The other thing is when they happen in affluent communities, they are less likely to be broadcast. I remember um, I did live in Santa Monica for a couple of years. Crime would happen, and it would never be in the paper because they're not trying to bring their property values down. Uh, they suppress that kind of. Um, footage <laughs> coming out of mm-hmm. Bel Air, uh, coming out of, for the most part, I mean, we have seen some Gucci store robberies, but for the most part, they'll s- suppress it. You know, and I think, I think that's a good point, but, but it's definitely an optics game. Uh, yeah. like, like, like it's almost like, like kind of like caricatures way back in the turn of the century, uh, two centuries ago. Uh, the whole thing about make the blacks look bad, and um, well, I mean, honestly, and, I'm, and, I'm and, old and, enough to be, to be like one of these people who's like every time there's a terrible crime, please don't let them be black, please don't let them be black, because all the way, all we the way, know yeah. what that backlash is going to be. Yeah, and and, and yeah, it, it just it can't be fallen for so so easily and stupidly. Every time yeah. we got to get up, we got to. I mean, you know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be Mister. We got to do better. I think that's corny too. But there has to be code about these things. Mm. Like, nah, like you're not. Like, you know, the devil. The devil's not gonna play us. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna show you how to respect us. So, right? what is and the so what is not, that code, Kwame? What does that code look like? That that honestly, in the moment, I I don't have what it looks like, but. Right. but Again, it has to be a thing like okay, like no, we, we're not we're not we're not about to be your optics of anything, you know. I like, mean, that's I kind of felt that way about the guy take. the guy flying over the judge's bench, right, and attacking him. What could be more stereotypical than that? You know, you're here, you're making a Superman move and jumping a judge. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that, so yeah, I, I can't. Ooh, you will. On that. It's everywhere. I, I, you will. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the man literally yeah, looks like he's flying. So all of this stuff about us being superhuman, super dangerous, super predators. Um, and we don't feel physical pain. Right. It's all there in that yeah, clip. Nah. I'm not trying to be okay, respectability so. politics woman, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, I nah. feel you. Yesterday in L.A., I walked out from the station and there was a man on, um, Uh-oh. on Vernon. What do you do? Yeah, you know, his pants down around his ankles, covered with mud, no shirt. Oh, oh pretty okay. much naked other than, you know, his pants around his ankles and his, and his shoes. 
And then I, you hear I, that delegation? Then I was out in Santa Monica. <laughs> I was out in Santa Monica doing an errand, and I saw a white guy, almost identical situation. He's got his pants down around his ankles. He he did have on a shirt, but he was otherwise naked and just yelling. And I'm going. These people have to be experiencing mental health crises. There's no way. I don't even think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't even think people that are insanely high just expose themselves in high traffic areas and yell nonsensical things. What are we doing? We have got to do better. See, now, (laughs) see, and and I'm afraid of being up against the break because there's a thing I want to bring up. But just bring it up. Quick. Just bring it up. Live, I'm live a no, little. No, no. Well, I, I wanna, <laughs> the main one I want to call about. I want to get to. I want to get to in a moment. But yeah, I remember the, on the brand Mel, Melrose back in the '90s. It was kind of going through there real quick, and it was some like Einstein-looking white guy, butt booty naked, arms arms out. You know, like just full wingspan shout out picture, standing in the middle of the intersection. I'm like, what is going on here? Is this a mental health episode? Is this an art installation? What is this? this Einstein, <laughs> an the art installation. Man. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guarantee I like you, neither of the naked men I saw yesterday were art installations. Um, I don't know what was going on, but I'm like, this is, I mean, literally within two hours. On oh, the west God. side yeah, and on, you know, the west side of South L.A. and the west, west side in Santa Monica. I'm like, this, anyway. Okay. You, so you want to bring something well, up? Go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah. Before before the, before the break comes, so in in Trash Panda news, the Sage Steel thing, I I I don't know. Some about when people revealed their politics, and, and then and then like by looking at her, I found out Michelle Tafoya is on the same thing. How badly did ESPN or or the rest of the sports world piss these women off that you go on their twitters now and and they're in this whole. I mean, yeah, it's nothing. I mean, Michelle Tway black, so there's nothing wrong with being a black conservative. Okay, you're well, you're entitled to your politics, but why do you get in this whole obsessive right wing bag where suddenly that's all you talk about is is partisan politics all day? It, it was so strange just to look at these at these women's Twitter feeds and just. And well, see, like, but Sage Steele has always been like that. She was like that before <laughs> she left ESPN. She's married to a white conservative. Um, she, she's, that's her jam. Um, Sage Steele is a beautiful woman. She's very gorgeous. She's a talented, um, talented, uh, you know, broadcaster. She is, but she's always been, um, an anti-justice person. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and if you go beyond, go a little further back in that Twitter feed or just really search her. Uh, that's kind of where she's coming from. She's like, um, you know, if Candace Owens was a sportscaster. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, the way the way she, uh, you know, steps on the whole Harvard thing, and both she and Tafoya were like really obsessed with that. With with uh, like like they like Claudine Gay, just like you know, hit the press the nuclear button or something like that. It, it, the, yeah. the, the, this this obsession of like, oh, she's like she's got to be taken down. She's single-handedly ruining education with her woke critical race theory you know it's like yeah well yeah i mean I, I just, it's it's, it's a, for it. me it's an intellectual lynch mob that's what it is regardless of what you think about claudine gay and her writings and her work and 
how terribly she did in that hearing for many understandable reasons. It's a, an intellectual lynch mob because everyone's piling on. They're whipping on her from every angle in the press, uh, in, in academic institutions, in political um, halls of power. They are tossing her around like a rag doll. And, you know, Sage just wants to be part of the lynching party. I mean, that's, and, and I want to be clear. I'm not saying Sage Steele is an anti-justice, rabid right winger because she's married to a white dude. But there is, you know, there is a, a cohort of folks who have, who are black women and men who have those views, who will choose a white partner, um, not just because they're in love, but they're, I just don't see them yeah. ever choosing a partner who's not uh, white. And honestly, you know, yeah. I, I say love who you love. I'm not trying to judge, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. There is a cohort of folks, not just black folks, BIPOC people who will never choose another person of color. And that's oh, a whole boy. other convo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, really, the money—the money has just got to be that big to just get, to just to just just have this right wing madness coming out of you. It. It, it, it it defies all logic. But on that note, I thank you for your time. Happy New Year! And uh, same to you. Hey, you know, maybe you can be the first caller of Black History Month, Kwame. Let's make that goals twenty twenty. Stop it. Stop, <laughs> it's a perfect time to call me. 809 kbla Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now. Dominic DePrima on First Things First. first. And I do appreciate you. Always love to hear from you. 809-20-1580. Sage Steele, you know, for those who weren't following the controversy, uh, attacked uh, Claudine Gay and attacked uh, Al Sharpton, saying she wished Al Sharpton would just go away because Al Sharpton's claimed that the the uh, pushing out the resignation of Claudine Gay was an attack on all black women and you know, Sage Steele went in saying, no, you know, Martin Luther King said it's the content of your character, blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, it, it created a battle, an online ex-Twitter battle and a press battle. Meanwhile, Sage Steele's probably trying to get a job. Maybe she'll be on Fox. Um, everyone was, a lot of people were talking about the Jeffrey Epstein files, especially folks on the right, they're just hoping and hoping and praying and praying that somebody that they hadn't previously known was a close association, associate of Jeffrey Epstein's would be there. So far, it doesn't really seem like it, um, that those documents were released. And what we know is that it's mostly people we already knew. Um, Donald Trump has the most mentions with 67. Um, Bill Clinton has quite a few. Prince Andrew billionaire Glenn Dubin, um, and others. Mm, I guess the new name was Michael Jackson, now the the singer. But now, be, be to be clear, being mentioned in these documents doesn't automatically mean that you were having sex with underage children um, as procured by Jeffrey Epstein and, and his uh, sidekick who is in jail, um, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, we know already about Prince Andrew 
Um, and there were folks who were fighting to keep their names off the list that were not able to do so. Um, Alan Dershowitz said he wanted that uh, released to help clear him, but I don't, I don't see how yet he is mentioned. Don't see how it clears him. Also, magician David Copperfield is mentioned, but he was just performing at the mansion. Doesn't mean he was messing with the girls. Also, you know, much has been made of the fight over whether Jimmy Kimmel would be mentioned, which he said he wouldn't, and he wasn't. And now folks on the right are trying to say he had the same chef as <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that's just really reaching. So if I ever went to a restaurant where a person was a chef that later turned out to be an axe murderer, that means I'm their associate. And I guess the guy was the chef for the Jimmy Kimmel show and a friend. Um, Donald Trump is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to reverse Colorado's ruling that kept him off the ballot there. Um, they, of course, were saying that because he tried to overthrow the U.S. government, he did not qualify to be on the ballot. He did the same move um, in Maine on yesterday. He will be on the Maine ballot because by the time that appeal is heard, um, it'll be too late to take him off the ballot. Uh, and there are still a bunch of lawsuits in a bunch of different states seeking to keep him off the ballot um, based on his illegal activity, not all 92 of his um, charges that he's facing, but the uh, the fact that he did support the overthrow of the U.S. government. Apparently 17 different campaign staffers for President Joe Biden have written a letter um, asking President Biden to change his strategy on the conflict in Gaza. He says, uh, the, the letter says they um, are saying, we believe it is a moral and electoral imperative for you to publicly call for a cessation of violence. They want a ceasefire. They want the president to end unconditional military aid to Israel. And they want de-escalation in the region. Uh, interesting that this is coming from Biden's close inner circle. I've said repeatedly on this show that I believe his, his managing of this crisis is going to cost him the election. That's what I believe. That's what I see unfolding right now. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and other things. 809-20-1580. The resignation of Claudine Gay as a president of Harvard University has brought the racists out of the woodwork. Um, this guy, uh, this billionaire, um, Bill Ackman, he's the CEO of a company called Pershing Square. He went on uh, after pressuring Harvard to fire her because he is a big donor there. And getting on a crusade to get rid of him. He went on X yesterday and wrote an essay where he says that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is the cause of anti-Semitism at Harvard. This is pure 1984, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's pure calling a thing the opposite of, of what it is. So what you're saying, if we read between the lines here, you're saying that by including black and Latino people and, 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 and Arab American and indigenous people and women on your campuses, that means 
that fosters anti-Semitism. In other words, by including us, you're we're we're hating on others. That is not supported by data, and it is a racist statement in itself. Under DEI, one's degree of oppression is determined based upon where one resides on a so-called intersectional pyramid of oppression where whites, Jews, and Asians are deemed oppressors and a subject subset of people of color, LGBTQ plus people and or women are deemed to be oppressed. Well, he needs to brush up on his DEI because that is not at all true. Uh, and it's stupid and it's racist. And this is, but this is the new push and I believe that Governor DeSatan let this genie out of the bottle. Elon Musk, um, you know, bowed down to the genie, and now this guy is doing the same. The billionaires are the billionaires are riding against DEI. You got your billion, and make no mistake, I don't know the the inner workings of Ackman's finances, but I'm pretty sure he's had some corporate welfare. We know that Elon Musk has. Tesla would not even be standing as a company if it wasn't for hundreds of millions of dollars in government subsidies. And yet they are now the big authorities on uh, DEI. That's insane. Let's go to Fred calling us from the Crenshaw district. Hi, Fred. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, my sister. Same to you. Yeah, I'm all right. You know, we uh, all of us voters better be very, very careful this year because democracy is on the ballot. I'm sure you heard uh, Nick and Haley make make that uh, stupid statement. They asked her, "Well, what was the cause of the Civil War?" She had the time. Well, well, government couldn't seem to get together. It was slavery. So then, a couple of days later, she said, "Well, of course it was a slavery. Why didn't she say that? That don't look good." Because and she's then, a confederate, like know, Fred. That's the reason. Yeah. She's a confederate. And, you know, we, we think she's not as bad as Donald Trump because she's brown, she's Indian, and she's a woman. And that's wrong. You know, Clarence Thomas is just as bad as Donald Trump, and he's black. It's, it, you know, we have to look at, at, at the policies and where they are in relationship to justice. Some of the things that Nikki Haley says out of her mouth, listen to what she has to say about the Middle East. She basically says that Palestinians should be kicked out of Gaza which is ethnic cleansing. She is advocating for ethnic cleansing on the campaign trail. She is a confederate. I don't care how brown she is. So we all together, Hispanic, black, Latino, LGBT, we have to get behind Joe Biden. I don't see, want to see Trump up there. I get Social Security. Some of my Social Security may be cut. He wants to go out the Medi-Cal. Okay, he wants uh, you to know, get rid we, of unions. We only got 20 seconds here, so maybe you'll have to address this on the other side. But, Fred, I wonder if, you know, uh, I'm scared that Trump is going to win again, so I have to vote for Biden. I wonder if that's enough this time. I think, you know, with what we've seen in the treatment of Haitians, what we've seen in the Middle East, I think uh, the foreign policy and, and some of the disillusionment and the inflation, maybe that's not enough. I want to get your thoughts on that when we come forward. KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Yeah, um, Fred from Crenshaw, you know, I, I, I'm just wondering, is it enough? You know, I feel like election after election, well, the last two, we've been urged, 
you've got to vote for Biden. You've got to vote for Hillary because otherwise we get Trump, right? And it's a good argument. I mean, Trump, you know, he who shall not be named, as I like to call him, used to be, you know, bad and he's gotten worse. I mean, he, he's told us he'll be a dictator on day one. He's he's outlined the authoritarian measures he wants to take, including, uh, you know, kind of being the revenge president. But is that enough? I think people are tired of higher prices. I think some of us, especially young people, black people, disillusioned by the treatment of Haiti, the treatment of, uh, uh, of you know, the Palestinians. Um, and then on the right, you've got folks mad about the border. How do you, in immigration, is it enough to just say he's not Trump? Hello? Yeah, Fred, I was asking you. Oh, you're there? Oh, okay. I didn't know you, uh, you had went to commercial. You know, um, I'm looking at uh, both sides, but see, but the thing about it, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't like the, 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 the statement that uh, uh, Ricky Haley made, um, uh, Haley Nikki made Haley, the other yeah. day. Right. Yeah, Nick Haley. Okay, so now, um, okay, more than likely, to, you know, uh, Trump's going to be the nominee. Do you got any idea who he's going to pick for his VP? Um, I don't. I, I Before I was thinking Tim Scott, I had heard rumors it was going to be Larry Elder. LOL, LOL, LOL. Maybe Nikki Haley. You notice she would not say that she would refuse that job if offered it. So that could definitely be. We'll see. Uh, he certainly got, you know, could be to Satan. I mean, he's got enough runners up. Everybody's auditioning to be second in line, which is why one of the reasons why they won't attack him that and they don't want to um, lose his base. There's a new report out by House Democrats that proves, and it, it, they've got the receipts here, that President uh, Trump, uh, President Trump, took in $7.8 million at minimum from foreign governments while he was president. It's exactly the kind of thing that Democrat, that Republicans have been struggling to try to prove Biden did, that he got some money through Hunter they haven't come up with one scrap of evidence to counteract that. And I, I think to troll Republicans, uh, the Democrats have released a, an 156-page report called White House for Sale. They outlined the $7.8 million where it came from. It's not, you know, hard to track. It's They spent the money at the International Hotel in Washington, D.C., the Trump Hotel in Vegas, Trump Towers in New York, and the Trump World Tower uh, at the U.N. Plaza in New York. This is pay to play at its finest. The crazy thing, the biggest chunk of this money, 5.5 million coming from China. I think we should do what, uh, what Trump likes to do to others, which is give him a nickname, a China, China Don. I think that's good. China Don. We'll call him China Don. You got 5.5 million from the Chinese. The next, um, highest bidder we'll call them is the, uh, Saudi Arabian government with six, $615,000 that were paid directly to Trump's business entities while he was in the White House. I'm not quite sure why that was the emoluments case was dismissed by the courts because that's exactly the type of activity that it is meant to stop from happening. You're being paid by foreign governments while you are the president making decisions about our interaction with foreign governments. It's not rocket science. We've got another Fred on the line. This one's calling from L.A. Hi, other Fred. 
Hello, Dominique. Now, I'm Claudine Gay. This goes back to our conversation that we had about affirmative action. I saw her when she was being grilled by that woman congressman, I guess it was, a senator. Yeah, Stefanik. She gave her a chance to, to clean it up. And, you know, I think she expressed her thoughts, or she expressed the thoughts to keep her job, and she expressed the thoughts of the university. Now, moving on to her background, why can't the people, the black people, or probably all people, have have be the best at their game at that job? They should, if she, if there was a black woman there or black man, why couldn't they have had impeccable credentials? Well, here's the thing. A couple quick things, and I know we'll probably go back and forth because we love doing that together, don't we, Fred? Um, oh, first, yeah. <laughs> first of all, you don't get to be the president of Harvard without impeccable credentials. She had sloppy scholarship clearly on those papers we're talking about things from the 1990s there's no way you don't just oh hey get that black lady let's let her be president of harvard that's not how it goes she did have sounds uh, like it well it does sound like it and 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 there are people in the press intentionally making it sound like it did she make mistakes yes did she have sloppy scholarship yes a lot of people and and maybe it 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 ventures over to plagiarism although the scholars she supposedly stole from said it wasn't schol- it wasn't plagiarism but Many academics have stated, and I believe this to be true, that if you went through everybody's academic papers with a fine-tooth comb, a lot of people would be gone from not just Harvard, but many of our top institutions, number one. Number two, why do we have one standard for, uh, you know, Melania Trump, who steals a whole speech from Michelle Obama? And gets to keep being first lady and doesn't get publicly shamed. But uh, Claudine Gay, who does sloppy academics and doesn't uh, cite material that she should have cited or possibly even steal stuff, uh, she has she has a totally different outcome. Uh, I And I want to say this about the hearing, Fred, because I've worked before as, um, you know, um, I don't know, community action, but it's kind of like that diversity piece where they bring you in. Uh, to and and when you are in a crisis like that, you get briefed by lawyers. This is what you are supposed to say. And what Claudine Gay did, and I do agree with uh, what a guest said on Tavis's show yesterday. She's new in the job. She's going to stick to the script. She's not going to go with her gut. And that was a mistake. I agree. But you put it perfectly. She was saying what the university told her to say because they're trying to protect their free speech you know, policies or whatever. Well, I think it's their politics, but that's a different issue. Whether it's their politics or their policies, it doesn't prove that Claudine Gay is anti-Semitic or that she's not protecting the Jewish students on campus. What it proves is that she stupidly followed the advice of Harvard's lawyers without using common sense. Okay, I've been listening intently, and you had a young man on, I think it was yesterday, and... uh, uh, I think he works with you, and he works hard. You said he works hard. Miles Lowe, he's here every day. Yeah, he's here on the yeah, board right and, now. And the subject was the young people of today are are lazy. I don't. I, I'm not going to quite totally say that, but I'm, there's something <laughs> that you. I've seen <laughs> that I've noticed that you guys don't. The younger people, anybody that's born after 1960 in the 60s or later, they don't seem to understand that. There's a phrase that, that I first heard in, in, in the 90s. There's a level of acceptance for black people. And you guys don't seem to understand this level of, of, of acceptance. And, I'll, and I'll, give, I'll give you one idea. Back in 1956, something had happened to me. And, and I'll call you later on to, to exaggerate. My, uh, everybody has to go downtown and, uh, or to Wilshire Boulevard to uh, see somebody, do business, records, uh, hospital. Whatever. You have to get on the elevator. 
Well, in 1956, they they had the, my I, I didn't know where I was. I think I was downtown. My mother was with was I was with my mother, and she had my younger brother, and she had to do some business. So I go to get on the elevator. But back then, they had elevator operators. Uh, they point she pointed the stick. It was always a white. I've seen it on the I've woman. seen it in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Colored boy, you don't get on that elevator. And I remember my mother dragging me up the stairs to go do her business. Wow. And there's, there's, a, there's a whole wow. lot. There is a That's deep. Itself. But look, let me just say, you went all the way back to 1960. I mean, we were talking about millennials. <laughs> so that's a little bit. But I, I will, I'll say this, Fred. There's lazy people in every generation. Okay, well. Thank, thank, can we, can we agree on call. that, Fred? Can we agree on that? Oh, yeah, lazy people. Definitely. Okay, all right. We we agreed Thanks on something, Fred. Call. We're doing good today, Fred. All right, I'll talk to you when you call me back to, as you say, exaggerate. I don't know if you meant extrapolate, um, conversate. Miles, you wanna you wanna clap back at all to what uh, what Fred said? He went all the way back to nineteen sixty. You know, I mean, I'm I'm glad you said what you said. There are lazy people in every generation, and uh, yeah, I think that we'll leave it right there. We're a product of that. Leave it right there. And I appreciate you sharing that story about the elevator. Just a reminder of how it hasn't been long uh, since the segregationist policies, but still actually permeate in many places. Uh, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. <coughs> your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right, right now. I myself, um, I agree with a lot of pundits who say that the Biden administration has to do a better job of telling the story of the things that they have done um, for poor people, for black people, for Americans in general to boost the economy. I think there is a story there to tell. I don't know if it's going to be powerful enough. I think it is important. Um, you know, I think they've done the best they can to circumvent the Supreme Court and continue forgiving student loans. That's important. It's something he promised that he's delivered on. I was talking to a young college student the other day who was telling me that Biden has done none of what he promised. Zero zilch nada. And that's not true. But if those young voters believe that, that's going to be a serious problem for the Biden administration. And... um you know, I, I think I need to do a better job of telling that story, too, because honestly, I get so frustrated, just like his 17 campaign staffers, with the very old-fashioned, and I'm not even going to say moderate, because it feels more conservative, take that our president has on many foreign policy issues, that it doesn't make me want to vote for him. Yes, we need to stand with Ukraine. No, we don't need to give them an endless bottomless checkbook. Yes, Israel has a right to defend itself. No, they don't have a right to kill 20,000 civilians seemingly indiscriminately. And they don't have a right to endless funding with no accountability. Yes, we need to protect our borders. No, we don't need to be whipping Haitians uh, with whatever it is, a whip, a, a, you know, the reins from a horse, whatever it is. We don't need to be treating black migrants worse than anyone. We don't need to have a racist immigration system. And we do need to look at how we can go beyond, you know, this, this long-term uh, racism and shadism and white supremacy within our immigration system. 
there are, we I could go on and on. I mean, don't get me started on Cuba. So I feel like the domestic agenda is important, right? The so-called bipartisan infrastructure project, super important. Jobs coming out of that. The greening of America coming out of that. Um, the fixing of things that are very problematic of our infrastructure, our power grids. Those are the stories the Biden administration needs to tell. It can't just be, I'm not Donald Trump. Uh, I do think that the re-election of, of Trump uh, or uh, China Don, as I named him today, um, will be disastrous, not just for the United States, but globally. I do believe that. He said he will be a dictator on day one. Do you think he'll back off on being a dictator on day two? He said he will go after his enemies, including those in the press. He has made it very clear that he will take away the power of government agencies that protect the environment, that protect us against um, assaults by white supremacists. His government will be chock full of those folks. If you think, you know, some folks are mad because the Biden administration named the hate crimes bill, the Asian hate crimes bill, even though it actually protects all people equally. They just named it that. They were trying to show solidarity with Asian people. Apparently that was a mistake because people think black people need our own bill. And actually that's not true. Uh, we need more enforcement of the existing bills. We need more uh, funding of the existing bills. But in any case... You imagine um, the last Trump administration, the Department of Justice Office of Civil Rights was shrunk down to the size of my pinky. You imagine what he's going to do this time. He doesn't have to think about reelection and he's already told you he's going to be a dictator on day one. It would be a disaster. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the Biden administration can't just count on we don't want Trump and that's our whole thing. Show us the money. Show us where you're making a difference. Show us, and, and some of the things are obvious, but we quickly forget the Kamala Harris's, the Katanji Brown-Jackson's. Quantify. Um, the Biden administration does have uh, something called the National Law Enforcement Accountability Database. That is a win for progressives. It's a win for black people and BIPOC people who are more likely to be attacked by the police. I'll tell you a bit more on that when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. Right. So you remember on the second anniversary of the murder of George Floyd, um, President Joe Biden signed an executive order around policing. It was meant to be somewhat of a substitute for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Bill, which lawmakers in Congress were not able to pass. Uh, then Congresswoman Karen Bass, working with Republican Tim Scott and others, uh, Cory Booker among them, just could not get Republicans to sign off on anything. One of the sticking points was qualified immunity. So in 2022, uh, Joe Biden signed an executive order. And what it did was it gave money to states to try to strengthen bans on chokeholds um, and funding uh, initiatives that could help uh, to 
move the standard of policing closer to what we have in the state of California, where um, uh, then Assemblywoman Shirley Weber changed the standard of what it would, her, her legislation changed the standard of um, when police could use force, um, making it slightly more stringent. They um, were not able to do all of the things that would have happened through a bill, but uh, they did um, advocate, allocate, excuse me, another $90 million to the Civil Rights Department of the Department of Justice um, for body cams, for uh, FBI officials, uh, ATF uh, and U.S. Marshals. And there's a number of other things that came through that executive order. Now, the problem with an executive order is the next president can just reverse it if they want to. But then when you put funding in place, some things can't be reversed. Once the FBI and the ATF have the body cameras, they have them. I suppose uh, President uh, China Don could uh, have an executive order to make the FBI stop wearing body cameras. I don't, you know... there's lots of ways they can reverse. That's the problem with an executive order. But some progress has been made by way of that executive order. And it was an attempt by Biden to make good on one of the promises of his campaign. Now they have unveiled um, a national database for um, for police that commit crimes, police that uh, have dirty records to be tracked um, under this national database. It was part of the executive order that was signed in 2022 that has now um, taken effect as um, this database has actually been live for some time. And it's meant, this only includes federal law enforcement officers. That is a problem with it. We need to get one that will also include all of the local agencies, uh, state, county, and city agencies, Um to prevent those officers from ending up in other departments. That um, is now a national um, database, though. And, of course, it would have to be serious misconduct, has to be a federal law enforcement officer. So that would flag that person and make sure not only can they not be hired by another federal law enforcement agency, but would not be hired by any government um, office. And that is... Just another step in making good on a promise. I think that's important to track. I do think it's not enough, but it is a step in the right direction. Um, the Department of Justice says it's a priceless tool um, to help them in their civil rights enforcement quests. And it so far, it already holds records from the past seven years. It is going KBLA to be... 50- greatly expanded in the days ahead um, so that um, state and, and, and federal, uh, state and local law enforcement agencies, they say, will be able to use it as well. Um, hopefully that expansion will be completed this year. Looking forward to talking with the rock star of holistic health, Queen Afua. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580.